Hello, and welcome to the podcast version of Success in the Evening with Coach Ricky Terry. Success in the Evening is recorded live every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on nlgradio.com. That's nlgradio.com. This is that, that period where our veterans and a lot of other people start dealing with the holiday blues, the, mm-hmm. the depression. Right. And one of the things I wanted to do for the month of November is uh, offer some type of, of uh, advice, assistance, help, um, inspiration to those that are going through and whether it's uh, the mental side of it, wh- whatever it is, uh, success in the evening wants to help you try to cope with it. And so um, I understand we got a very special guest that's calling in, a, a uh, United States Army veteran and medic and a brother that is reaching back to help others come through. Super producer, who we got on the phone, sir? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the gentleman we have on the phone today is from Orlando, Florida, or hailing out of Orlando, Florida right now, uh, Mr. Fabian Fagan. Fabian, brother, how you doing? doing great coach how you doing a super expialidocious kind of good man uh i am first of all i want to say thank you uh for your service thank you for uh your willingness to be a part of our program today and thank you for being a friend my brother i really appreciate you man well I, i appreciate the opportunity as well well it is my pleasure and as you know, with it being Veterans Day and, and all that our veterans go through, I thought that your experience and, and where you're working and some of your background and what you've done uh, over the course of the next few minutes, I was hoping you'd share a little bit of it so that our listeners might be uh, informed, inspired, uh, and, and just Im- moved just enough to seek help uh, with whatever they may be dealing with, because that's one of the problems we have. We don't often look for the help in time. Why don't you tell people a little bit about your background, and then I want to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, I come from a Christian household. I was brought up, you know, both parents. And, um, you know, I went to church every Sunday, and I have a lot of Bible verses that are ingrained in my brain um god has always been you know a part a part of my life and i've always i've always had that connection i've always known um that there was a god that ruled in the affairs of men um even when i got older and um i started to you know wanted to experience a little bit of what it was that i guess my parents were keeping me away from um and uh, I started to do, you know, some things that a teenager would do and just, uh, you know, got away from a little bit of the discipline that, you know, I was brought up with. In hopes of trying to regain that discipline, you know, I decided to join join the military, join the Army. I didn't know what I was getting into because the, the, um, <laughs> the recruiter, the recruiter sold it to me, you know, he said that I would be, Around a majority of females, I'd be carrying a nine millimeter. You know, I'd never see the field. He sold you the dream, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what happened when you met that person like me, that round brown? Well, you know, I was on the cattle cars, and um, it was day zero. Up until that time, I thought everything was cool. You know, everybody was so nice. And um, <laughs> I 
had the uh, I had the the A bag or you know the TA fifty in my the face. The duffel so bag, I didn't see right? See where I was. Yeah, the duffel bag, and um, I was going over rocky terrain, and then the the, the cattle car stopped, and there was a loudspeaker telling everybody to get the off the bus, and um, I came out and I, I accidentally knocked over two drill sergeants. You did what? And uh oh, bro. wait a minute! Yeah. Stop! 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 Uh -oh. You do know I'm a former United States Army <laughs> drill sergeant of three years. Are you telling me you laid some portion of your body or that that your body was carrying? You put it on a drill sergeant and somehow had that drill sergeant execute a fall <laughs> to the ground? Is that what you explained to me, young man? Without his permission or instruction. Yeah. Dude, how are you still breathing? Hey, I didn't see where I was going. And <laughs> wow. all I know is, you know, I, yeah, I knocked him over, but they, they proceeded to let me have it after that. I'm sure. I just remember those brown rounds all up in my grill. <laughs> all up you in know? your grill? <laughs> yeah. That, that is, that I came is... in. Go ahead. I was, uh, you know, I was about, what, 210, a muscular 210, um, had some size on me, so... You know, they called they they let the big dogs run around the formation every time they went somewhere. You know, we used to march, so you know, I was always running everywhere I went. So let I me, let me go, go ahead. So you came in at two ten, you're in basic training, and your first impression upon a drill sergeant is that you are going to have physical contact with them. Uh, as I know for a fact, I don't have to ask, that didn't go too well. So you 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 now make it through basic training and what happens brother okay after basic training um you know somebody had told me along the way that basically i got to you know i got to play the game because you know these drill sergeants they aren't always like that when you when you graduate you know when you become a soldier you know they 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 behave differently you know they they have a job to do they're preparing you you know, so they do what they got to do. And um, when I got to my first duty station, I was uh, Fort Wainwright, Alaska. I, uh, that was another rude awakening for me because I had never been in an extreme cold weather climate like that. And I didn't even have, uh, you know, the gear for that. You know, I, I'm coming from Florida and I did, you know, my AIT in Fort Sam. So I really didn't have the winter gear. So I was freezing you know, for, for, for a little while until I, until I had to get some, some winter gear, you know, some, um, some civilian gear that I wore when I wasn't, you know, on duty, so, I would be walking around. So question for you, was there a point where you started to have some, some concerns about being in the military? Did anything happen there transitioning? I was a good soldier. I, you know, I did my job. I did what, what I needed to do. Um, what, what I, you know, I had poor control over was what I did when I was, when I was off duty. So on, on the job, you know, I was all about, all about being that, that, that soldier medic and, and doing what I had to do for, for my guys. And when it came time for me to play, I played hard and I made some faulty decisions. I, I got myself into, you know, some trouble, um, I developed a little bit of re a reputation on that side, you know, and um, which isn't good when you're in the military. Right, right. Um, a lot of people said, you know, Doc Fagan, you know, he, he's a good doc. You know, he, he he works out. He's a strong dude, but he likes to he likes to party and he parties hard. And 
What did, it occasionally gets himself que- into a situation. Question for you, because I got a little time restraint. What did yeah. that partying yeah. lead you to? Well, um, I struggled with with alcohol, and um, it became it became a friend of mine for a while. Like I self medicated with that, and um, it's it's been it's been a long road and a long journey. Um, been through my fair share of um, adverse situations because of the disease of alcoholism and um but it's also it led you a- to it's also led you as i know to what you do now for uh many many other uh, service members and and members of the community uh will you share with with us what you do now for a living and how your experiences from the military and 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 upon your your exit from the military how is that helping you now in what you do uh in helping others well, by the grace of God, I made I made it out with my you know honorary discharge. I I work in the capacity of an occupational therapy assistant. I'm also a mental health tech on the weekends, and um, I got involved with uh, being a mental health tech in a behavioral center uh, because of you know my my history and what I've been through and I uh, what what I've overcome you know with God's help. You know, I feel like, you know, I can connect with certain people going through something similar and I can share my story and I can tell them that there is hope that, you know, they can they can overcome, you know, this negative situation that, you know, whatever circumstances and situations that they've been through, they shouldn't allow that to define them because you see God has a plan for our life. And it's all about the perception of things. So if we look at these things as, uh, as, as learning curves, as, as stones in the road, and use them to, you know, build us and, and, and make us stronger, um, it'll, it'll, it'll work out. You know, there, there, there's hope. So that's, that's what I'm, I do for. I do it so that I can connect with people. I just want to help people, you know. Well, I, I, I want to tell you. I am so glad that uh, you're using your background, your experiences, and, and we've all had, and I share with you my experience, and I'm going to share with my, with my listeners, depression and, and um, you know, sadness, especially during the holidays. This, this thing is real, guys, uh, and I know it's real because I had my bout with severe depression. Um, I got myself into uh, a predicament, uh, and... I thought the answer was to to take my own life. Um, you know, I'm I'm in my 20s and I'm I got the weight of the world on my shoulders, and I don't know how I'm gonna come up for air. And the only thing that that made sense at the time, as dumb as it was, was I'd be better off dead. And I want to say, especially to my brothers and sisters that have served in uniform, that are serving in uniform, I want to say to you know, those those families that are going through the struggle right now, don't give up, don't give in, and don't give out. You really don't have that much farther to go. Don't be afraid to seek out the help you need. And for God's sakes, don't stay silent. Silence is a killer. And I want you guys to get your pen and pencil. I hope you got your recording devices because I want to give you some numbers where all you got to do is pick up the phone. And as my brother said, the help's out there. 
you know, talking to my brother really, it made me understand that I had to tell my part of the story just like everybody else. And I want to say to you, uh, brother, thank you for calling in. Thank you for continuing to fight the good fight uh, and, and know that you have a friend here uh, whenever you need me, man. I, I am really impressed with you and, and your work, and I want to say thank you again for calling into the show. Anything you want to say to the people before you leave, sir? Well, um, in, a, in agreeing with what you said, um, I have a saying that, you know, I, that I came up with a couple years ago, and it's basically just to keep going. Um, keep going in the form of a question, the answer, yes. And somebody asks why, and I say because you have to. That's right. right? And, and um, you know, that's a slogan that, that I made that, I, that, I, that sticks with me. And um, I decided to put that on a T-shirt as a matter of fact. So, you know, that's, that's – anybody can get something from that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there hurting. There's a lot of people out there going through something. And if you realize that we're all, we're all connected some way, you know, and that's what we're here for. We're here for each other. Well, you know? I, I thank you. I want to say again, thank you. Excuse me. Thank you for your service, man. Um, thank you for, for, being, for being the medic that you was and as an infantry soldier, as a person who was dependent on you. And one of the things I share with people, and my son takes this lesson to heart, when you're going in the service, whether we're talking the military or in corporate, there are three people you got to get to know, my grandfather told me. That's the cook, the medic, and the supply sergeant. If you don't have those three people in your corner, you're in trouble. And I'm so glad that I now have a combat-trained medic, someone who's been through the foxhole fires with me, and he is my brother. Uh, and I thank you for calling in again, sir. And, guys, I want to share a number with you as we get to the top of the hour and what we're doing. I want to share a couple of numbers. So get, get your pen. And, uh, Brother DePaul, I want to thank you for doing the research to bring these up. Uh, we got the National Alliance on Mental Illness. That number is 1-800-950-6264. That's the National Alliance on Mental Illness, one 800 950 6264. We have the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. That number is uh, 1 800 662 4357. Again, that number is 1 800 662 4357. And for my veterans, we have the Department of Veteran Affairs and Crisis Line. That number is 1 800 273 8255. If you know a vet, make sure they know this number 1 800 273 8255. And finally, I want to give you this number it's the National Suicide Prevention Line. That number is 1 800 273 8255. Again, the National uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to Success in the Evening with Coach Rick Terry. He'll be sharing great music and good discussions about topics that will take you to the next level. 
To join the discussion, call nlgradio.com on 202-299-6673. Welcome back to NLG Radio and Success in the Evening with Coach Ricky Terry. If you want to be a part of the day's conversation, if you got a comment, we want to hear from you. Give us a call at 202-299-6673. Brother DePaul. Yo. Man, I, I am trying to tell you, like you said, I guess, it gets better and better. One of the things that I'm really concerned with, and I am so glad that you did the research and, and uh, gave us the information so we can pass it out. If you're going through, man, you, you got to call for help. Uh, I never, ever thought, Darian, that mm-hmm. I would be in the position I was in. And so I fight like hell. And, yes, I'm going to say it. I fight like hell to make sure I don't go back down that street because – it came close to taking me out, and that's when I realized that you know you got to know you got to know who to call for help. And the first thing I did, I called on the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Helen Bailey, and uh, maybe we could play that song before the night's over. You know, uh, Helen Bailey. I you know I called. Uh, no, I had a praying grandmother. I think or testimony is her song, mm-hmm. and I thank God for a praying grandmother. I thank God for uh, a praying mother-in-law. Um, but Darian, our veterans and those that are, are going through some mental illness, man, we got to do something. Um, it's impacting our nation. It's destroying our communities. Well, the one thing that that I wanted to say, as far as the the veterans are concerned, and you you and I have firsthand experience as veterans, is that you know w- one of the things that we go to on on the regular is that because we are veterans and people look to us for strength we often are we often are afraid to show weakness or 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 a a a willingness to say that i am hurting and so as a as a veteran as a man you and you have to be willing to say that today is not working for me and because it's not working for me, I need to talk to someone about what I'm going through. And that has to be that has to be something that you're willing to do, you can do. And if you are if you are a friend of a veteran, a friend of somebody that you know is going through something, if you have a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, give them a call. Say, hey, you know what? I haven't talked to you in a minute. I'm trying to find out what's going on. How are you feeling? What's happening? What's the what's the real story? Because you know, as soon as you say, "Hey, how you doing?" Everybody says, "Fine, fine," and and, and things, that, that's that's and not things really aren't fine, right? But they don't they don't want to tell you. <laughs> they don't want to tell you the truth. Oh, you really want to know? Well, my gout is flared up, and they stole my car, and my wife then left me. Or, or, and, the, or you know, the other part of that, <laughs> we know they're gonna do that, and so we don't ask them if they're okay. But, you know, in a non-laughing manner, because I got to tell you, man, when I allow myself to think back to what it took for me to get to a point where I want to fall off the 14th floor of anything, it was powerful. And Mm -hmm. and and so when I hear people not taking it serious, Mm -hmm. it bothers me because if it could get to somebody like me and I considered myself strong and could handle anything. uh, Now I take a different approach. Mm -hmm. 
I don't, I'm not afraid to, to say I need some help. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I just want to share, I think it's important enough again that we have some numbers and I'm going to post them on my Facebook page. I'm going to post them wherever I have social media. We have the na- the numbers for the National Alliance on Mental uh, Illness, which is 1-800-950-6264. We have the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. That number is also 1-800, uh, but it's 662-4357. The Department of Veteran Affairs and the Veterans Crisis Line. Please, my vets, don't give up. Don't give in and don't give out. You really don't have that much further to go. I don't know. I don't care where you are right now in your life. I don't care what the situation is. I want you. Listen to me. I'm talking to you in my drill sergeant voice. I'm talking to you in my voice of complete authority as a United States Army drill sergeant. I do not give you permission to take your life. I do not give you permission. You will strap up. You will straighten up and you will reach out for help. Because we need you. We need all of your experience. Our children need you. Your parents need you. And we love you. Uh, so if you need help, man, if you need help, one man, if, if your family is in need of help because there's a veteran suffering, I want you to dial the Department of Veteran Affairs, the Veteran Crisis Line at one 800 273 Five, five. And then finally, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. Guys, that stands for, that 8255 stands for TALK. Dial 1-800-273-TALK. Talk to somebody. Right. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to go this by yourself. And asking for help is not a sign of weakness that is leadership at its core. Every leader has to ask for help. What say you, Darian? Hey, I'm just letting everybody know. When you talk about where your tax dollars are going, you don't understand. This is where they go. Some of them go. Yeah. Some of them do go here. Some, every once in a while, they do use your tax dollars for something valuable, something irreplaceable, something worthwhile. Beat the drum, man. One, Beat the drum. W- one is picking up your trash. The other one is suicide prevention. Both of those you cannot get enough of. I'm so, just letting you know. So just people, please be aware. And like I said, the, that hurting thing is, is, is vicious, man. It's, 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 on, worse, man. it's worse than a toothache, worse than a headache, because it, it starts in your soul and it won't leave. And, and, and you know, I've had some friends um, – who, who've gone through and, and some of them even succumb, succumb mm-hmm. to, to the pressure. But I'm, I'm, I'm pleading with you. No, I'm begging you to call one of these numbers, man. Call one of these numbers. And if you can't call one of them numbers, then I'm going to challenge you today. Give me a call. I'm here at the station at 202-299-6673. Okay? You don't have to go through this alone, man. Don't you dare do it. Don't you dare go through this by yourself reach out to a family member if you know somebody's out there uh not just veterans but if you got a family member that's out there that that's dealing with issues that's going through bipolar that mm. you know i don't care what it is and even if you think somebody might be going through it this is this is one them. this is one of those where you can you can make you can make the mistake of being wrong about it go to them and say you know cuz a lot of times your your intuition now some people believe it's god talking to you some people believe it's intuition some people believe it's 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 just your gut whatever you want to call it 
if you're looking at that across the, 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 across the dining room, across your living room, if you're talking to somebody on the phone and normally when you talk to them, they're all gregarious and happy and jovial, and the last three times you talk to them, they really sound like they were losing hope and, and operating in a different direction than they normally are, pay attention to that. Because those are the signs, those are the signs that you need to see as friends, as, as family, and, you know, just ask them. And sometimes you have to not, and again, I have to stress this, you have to stress this, don't let them off the hook with fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't let them off the hook with fine. It, it, even if you, ha- you know, every once in a while you have to get in their face and piss them off. And to you piss them off to the point where, you know what? If you're going to give me bull about this, I'm going to tell you what it is. I can't find a job. I'm having trouble doing this. You know, I, I never get to see my kids. Da, 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 da. Then the, once they do all that, yeah, now we got something to work now, for. Now you got to get them talking. Now we got something to work for. So if you got to piss them off to get them talking, go ahead okay. and piss them off. And, you got my permission. You know, what, you know what else you can do? Dial that number and hand them the phone and say, hey, there's a phone call for you. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, if we don't get involved, we're going to say, I wished at the funeral I would have mm-hmm. done more. Yeah. Okay? Let's let's not do that. We have a responsibility to look out. I am my brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. We have a responsibility to look out for each other. Guys, we're getting ready to, to, to flip this thing. We got a um, uh, an amazing uh, phone call we're about to take place, uh, which references this, the gospel stage play, The Home. And so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to introduce you to some of the cast members. Give us a call, 202-299-6673. Well, I hope you liked today's message. And if you have a comment or suggestion you would like to leave, just hit the record button. We'll listen to it. And if it's something we can play over the air, I promise you we will. Until then, remember, join us every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on NLGradio.com. That's NLGradio.com every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. And you'll get a chance to join in with the flight crew and our special guests. We'd love to have you. And if you're a first-time listener, please let us know. Give us a call. Our call-in number is 202-299-6673. My name is Coach Ricky Terry, President of One Do North, and I am your coach. It's interesting you say that, sir, because I know the story. I know the story because I took time to read, retired from the military, refueled for the mission, even though I've known you forever. One of the things I find, found out about you is that exact conversation you had. And tell us, now you've gotten your life together. You've gotten that relationship with God. You are now out of basic training. You've met the man with the big hat, the drill sergeant. And uh, <laughs> that's what he, he, he describes him as the man with the big hat in the book. You met him. You get your duty station, and you've gotten your relationship together with God. What's the first thing the enemy did to you when you were picked up by your NCO and, and all that? What's the first thing that happened? Well, I'm, I'm going to just say it really nicely. As I, have a, I do like women, okay? And uh, the first thing they wanted to do is take us to a club. 
let me break that down for you. They, he, he, he gets <laughs> you off need the to plane. break that uh, down. Yeah, I'm gonna okay, break go that ahead. Down. They, they, he gets <laughs> off the airplane. He, he's wearing his shiny new faith, and he's feeling good about where he's finally come to in life. You know, sometimes you'll get to a point you feel good about where you are, and the first thing that will come at you will will check to see if you think yeah. if you think you really where you are. Well. My pastor, who was not pastoring at that time, got picked up by the people who greeted him mm-hmm. from the Air Force and said, we're going to show you a good time. Mm-hmm. And the first place they take him or they start to is to the strip club. Mm-hmm. Now, here's so that was the Air Force. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> at some point, you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to decide what you really want. So when that moment came, Pastor, and and you don't want to, you know, tick people off on your first day. What? How did you get out of that? Cause you just got your shiny new faith, and they want to mess up your Tonka truck. What happened? Oh my. Well, you almost took me right back to the moment. Let me just put it this way: I'm sitting in the back of my car. I got these command. I mean, he's my NCO. Uh, all these people were brand new. You want to make a good impression. And here I am. I've made this relationship with God. I said, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do what you call me to do. And I'm facing this. And I said, yes, hey, gentlemen, I have to. I'm a Christian. And, and, and I, I can't go to that place. So can you turn around and bring me back? Oh. And they looked at me as though I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had just taken the air out of their balloon. And believe me, they, they did get me back because they said, okay, we got this holy roller. That's what they called me mm-hmm. in the car. They took me back, and they said, you got an assignment now. You must fix this <laughs> supply that was a mess. Mm-hmm. Fix it. And now you're responsible for it. And when they did that, I knew I was in trouble. But this is what God does. I had also read in my newfound faith that if you go the extra mile, somebody said, go one mile, you go the extra mile. Come on now. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, that's fine. I got this assignment. So I stayed all night, all day, the next night. And when they got back, it was a weekend they put me on this now. I, they got back. They looked at that, that, that uh, supply closet, and it was meticulously ordered, set up, done right, and they were shocked. And I'm just here to tell you. See, sometimes when people mean to do you wrong, they're actually doing you right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because what they did is they showed me that when I went the extra mile, I set a standard. Come on, Pastor. And when I set the standard, they knew, hey, this young man, this young airman, even though we tried to punish him, mm-hmm. he did above and beyond. And as a result of that, I began to get a standard established. And I began, I went from airman to a E-5, a staff sergeant in one year. Mm. Wow. All because I had set a standard. Well, well, guys, you you heard it. If you get no more today, you've got to sacrifice those things that are not necessarily for you for the things that are. We always look at it the other way, but no, sometimes you got to flip the script. And, And what Pastor said... I know he means that. Now, I wasn't with him during that part of your life, but Pastor, I want to take you back 
we were getting ready. We were in uh, Hawaii, Schofield Barracks, and we were getting ready to go on one of our first retreats together, and, and you had put it together, and, of course, I'm at your side. And it's during the time that President Clinton was going through. We were sitting at a red light, and the first lesson you gave me was on how everybody's at, this, at, this, at the red light, but how we react to the different colors of the light aren't necessarily the same. That was the first lesson you ever gave me. The second lesson was while President Clinton was going through this thing, there was various opinions, and just like today, but just more of it, there was a lot of conversation that was just gossip. It wasn't helping. And you said something that I never forgot, and you said the Bible says that we are to pray for our leaders. And that just stuck with me because it was easier and it would have been easier to join in the conversation about what's wrong and what I would do and all this. But the true fact is prayer changes things. You taught me that. So when, when my life was a mess and it was my mess, I knew there was only one thing that was going to bring me out of it. And I'm talking about when my life was a mess in corporate America. I'm talking about when my life was a mess in, 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 in my marriage. I'm talking about when, when, when life was a mess the only thing that ever, ever brought me out of it was the lesson you taught me that we are to pray for our leaders. And then it hit me, wait a minute, I'm a leader. It is not selfish to pray for myself. As a matter of fact, I want to say to anybody, the greatest prayer you'll ever do is the prayer you pray for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because it kept me alive through a lot of lion dens, and you know some of my lion dens. And, and so, sir, what do you say about prayer? Well, I'm, I'm very grateful that you brought that up, and I hadn't even remembered that, so thank you for reminding me of that. But the Word of God will not return void. If you want to have something to stand on, stand on that. One of the things that it does say is to pray for our leaders and the fact that we shift atmospheres. You can go into a place, and when you have, I heard him talking about his light. You do have a light. God created everyone in his image and likeness. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish and have everlasting life. The fact is, God wants every one of his creations that has a gift and a calling to recognize that they are here for a purpose, for a reason, and what they add, they bring together. We all grow up. So God's kingdom, is not, his thoughts and his ways are not our ways. Now, I did hear a lot of things. There's some principles. There's some laws, the law of gravity. I tell people the law of gravity, you jump off this building, you're coming down. Mm -hmm. Unless you have understood a higher law, you understand the law of lift. It could take a, a, a what, however, ton aircraft and just lift it up because they understood the law of lift. Well, I'm here to tell you, Jesus walked on the water. Come on. Jesus multiplied bread. Come on. Jesus healed the sick. And see, he said that greater works. When you said something about being a leader and helping people, see, as a coach, you draw, as, as, he, as, as a pastor, as anything we're doing, we're drawing out something that's already inside. And when we see somebody excel us, I mean, Dr. Miles Monroe, I'm, I know you're familiar, he said this, your greatest gift to the earth or to anything is when you create or help another person become a greater leader than you are. And when I heard that, and when I heard you say that, it just, it made my heart tingle. Well, I, I learned from you. I, I make no bones about that. But one of the things I love, too, because you, you tread on it, is um, Zig Ziglar, one of the great uh, minds of, of what I do. 
said when you help enough people get what they want, mm. you'll get everything you want. That don't mean, you know, you only help the people who are going to pay you. Mm-hmm. That don't mean you only help the people who like you. I've helped more enemies than I've helped people who like me. And I'm okay with that because my heart is good. Now, I got to ask you, Pastor, a lot of people get successful and then they forget God. Mm-hmm. You get everything you want. And, and as I've said in this, if this offends you, then, you know, it's my faith, not yours. My granddaddy would say, chew the meat, spit out the bone. What do you say to those who are going for their success but they might be doing exactly what the Bible said when it says, uh, what is a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? But what I want to say is simply this, is that it's God that gives us the power to gain wealth. And you can gain wealth, but it's wealth without sorrow. And the key thing, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, Mm. when you keep your connection with God, don't ever think that you did. There's no such thing as a self-made man. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. I'll just ask you simply, if you're self-made, show me how you breathe and maintain the air in the air. Okay. There he goes. There he goes. Look, look, give, give me the mic, Pastor. Because okay. now I know where we're going. Okay. <laughs> Guys, you've been listening to my pastor, my friend, my mentor. Uh, I haven't fallen much, but on those occasions when I had, I thank God he put somebody in my corner who did not judge me. When One of the times I fell was, was when my mother died, and I got word while I was at a conference in Arizona. And they, they rushed me back to Maryland uh, because I said, no need of going home. I got to get my family. The first man to knock on my door was my pastor, first man. Um, and I, I had so much respect for him. When my wife came up to get me, I said, I've fallen. And I can't have him see me in this condition. When you are assigned to someone, uh, you have to understand your role in their life. My role has never been to put my weight on him, but to take weight off. And so the fact that you've always been there for me, Pastor, means the world to me. And I'd like to invite you back to this live show. I'd like to invite you to be a part of um, the One Do North FaceTime where we can bring more people in. Uh, I got two minutes there telling me, Pastor, is there anything you want to say? Because there's only one man I know that I will yield to every single time I'm in their presence. And I would be honored if you would take us out today. We got about two minutes, less than two minutes, sir. Well, the one thing I want to say is simply I'm I'm just honored. I thank God for the divine assignment. When I came here, Ricky, I had not even no idea you were living here. So that just Mm -hmm. goes to show you another thing. You end up in places you don't know how God is ordering. But this is this is the one thing. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord and called according to his purposes. Even if you don't even know that you know love God, see, God is working things out. Your messes, your your troubles, your obstacles, they all work together to make you see your mess will turn into your ministry. It'll turn into your mission. So don't get discouraged. Whatever you're going through, know that with God, he's making it into your purpose. Well, sir, 
I want to thank you. I want to thank your your beautiful wife, uh, Mrs. Bush, and your family for allowing you uh, time to come down here. I know you had to readjust some things. I want to thank the flight crew for being a part of it. And I pray today that not only you, but all those you are connected to uh, receive something today. And to every listener, I want to challenge you. You heard Cedric Nash. You heard Chris McBryant. You heard uh, my pastor, James Bush. And you heard the flight crew. You heard them all. And they all said the same thing. You got to have a plan. And then you got to work your plan and you got to have a solid base to stand on. And so I challenge you at this point to check your base. My name is Coach Rick Terry, president of One Do North and host of Success in the Evening. And until we see each other again, I want you to know there is greatness inside of you. <laughs>